Are you ready for another journey into the circle? This episode of In the Circle is brought to you by Bridge Tech Group, specializing in digital marketing services for small businesses. Get more details on their website at bridgetechgroup.com. To myself, cause I'm my daddy's bird. I'm no longer the things of my past, I'm washed inside his hurt. All the things I used to do, I'll never do no more. I was back with an awesome place, I'm washed inside his that is lady rain and her newest release our newest single daddy's pearl i mean i could dance right now it is such a great single and i have the pleasure of having Lady Rain join us in the circle today. Hello, Lady Rain. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> excellent, excellent. It's such a pleasure to have you. I know you're crazy busy, um, but we are excited about this new single. It is, it's, you know, it's like dancing and praising God at the same time. And I'm just trying to get into this music a little bit before we get into some other things because we have a lot to talk about so but let's get into the music first where did this concept come from because when i first heard it i was like what tell me a little bit about daddy's pearl and also just some background on your music it's absolutely liberating that is a really great description all right so um lady rain uh, the concept of that being my name is um, I'm one who fertilized the soul. And I believe one of my primary callings is to go and reach the half-master castaways. Those have been um, ostracized or those who were once believers that want to come back. And so what made me come um, out with the song Daddy's Pearl is just to remind even those who have a troubled past, some kind of flaw, to um, know that, that our daddy, who was Father God, still loves them, mm-hmm. and that they can come back and be washed in his love and, and start all over afresh. And so um, it's just like a liberation song. Yes. How long have you been singing? Because for those of us that don't know about your music history, I am sure this is not your first single. So tell me a little bit more about your music. Okay. Um, well, I won't go back too far because it might be in black and white, so we can start. <laughs> um, I started singing uh, with a singing group um, a long time ago, and we were an R&B group. And then I launched off by myself, and I became a studio recorder. So uh, what I did is I sang for major labels as a background singer, or I would write songs and sell them to different artists. Mm-hmm. And so I did that for about six years, you know, different labels, uh, Jives, Columbia, Arista, you know, just different 
record labels. And then in 2005, I recorded my first gospel CD, but it never did anything. We never put it out or anything. Mm-hmm. And so that was my, um, my actual first recording. That's when I knew, you know, I'm sure that this is what I want to do. I want to record. So before you were, you were more in the managing, producing side of things, um, and then you transitioned over to, um, to actually wanting to record. But I think you said in 2005, you did your first gospel album. Were you doing gospel before that time? Um, around that time, I was getting uh, deeper into my relationship with God because um, just like the people that I'm trying to reach, I had a very shady, shady past. <laughs> and so that was a, a, a period where I was like, let me let me do the right thing and do gospel with my music because that was never something that I really wanted to do. I always, you know, considered myself being a runner mm-hmm. from God. So <laughs> after um, I had a, a shady dealings with the producer who was a pastor, I was like, oh, my God, just forget the church. Just forget everything. I tried. I put my foot in the door and look what happened. And so I just um, turned back to doing, um, you know, regular music like reggae, gospel, reggae, dance hall. And so I recorded a CD in 2013. It was my first reggae dance hall. Uh, project and I really loved it because you know the the people loved me. I got a little buzz around the the city of Tampa, and I just pursued pursued that life. And it became a little bit dangerous because my following, um, they were clubbers, they were um, you know drug dealers, and you know just pe- just the wrong type of crowd. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I pulled out of that and just said I'm going to stop doing music and, and work on myself and just be where God wants me to be. So I did a lot of digging. And um, I guess I can say I literally put myself in a wilderness state. So I began to read and and work on myself and just built myself back over from scratch. Wow. So when you say a wilderness state, what does that mean? What, what, what do you mean when you say, you know, you well, went into a wilderness state? Um, it's, it's a time of stripping. So I had to uh, strip out of the old habits and old desires. Um, a lot of us know what our red flags are. We know where our triggers are that make us slide back and have, you know, a disastrous life or disastrous cycle. So what I did was, I just pulled away from the familiar mean going in that secret uh, wilderness place and just allowed God to uh, build me up through prayer and through reading, fasting, and just coming away from that the old nature that I used to do. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind again because I heard you say you know you made a, a statement that said you were running away. Um, what what was that experience like, and what recommendation would you make for anyone going through that that struggle and that challenge right now? I would just say be yourself. Um, I was very very shy because I knew as a young girl that I was very eccentric or different, and I would have these open visions and dreams and um, just things that other people, if I would talk to them about it, they would. Um, 
comment on it and it just seemed like I wasn't relating to other people with my spiritual um, experiences that I was having. And so I began to, you know, basically run away from God because as I prayed more and as I dug deeper, I heard, you know, um, now I need to start talking to people about these things. And I said, people are going to think I'm crazy. And I definitely don't want to be a minister or a preacher or sing the gospel. You know, that's not really cool. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not something that that we do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's it's running. It's it's actually running from yourself, running from your calling. I think that everyone knows or has a glimpse, you, even as a child, what you should be doing. Yes. You might not understand it, but you have a, a small glimpse of, of who you are to be. Yes. And so, and I always knew that, that um, I would help the homeless or um, sing. I knew that before I could even open my mouth to sing, God showed me that I was a singer. Oh, wow. And so I, it's funny because I, I had a babysitter come over and, and um, she was a singer she didn't sing that well, so she invited another friend over, and they were singing. And I remember saying, I can sing, too. And I didn't really hear myself sing much, but I was just like, I know I can sing, because I saw a vision of myself on stage singing. And they were just like, oh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm-mm. And so I said, I'll show them one day. And then eventually, you know, down the line, you know, I never really showed them, but I showed myself, hey, you know, I can sing. And so I just started singing in talent shows or wherever I can sing in the shower until I was able to, um, you know, do it for, you know, fun on a regular and then start recording. Mm-hmm. I want to go ahead and touch on, you know, these these visions. You mentioned visions a, a few times. You, um, you know, it sounds as if you felt ostracized because you you had this gift and, and you were working through it and um also you talked about that you knew you could sing before you could sing <laughs> um if, if, I, yeah. if i'm paraphrasing that correctly so talk to me more about you know this 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 vision that you were having and and how does that work talk a little bit more about that yes um i believe that that God's main purpose of communicating with us early on is to help us to identify ourselves. Because if we're able to know our identity, we won't have suicidal um, rates the way we do. Uh, We won't feel lost. We won't feel like we don't have a purpose. And so what God would do a lot of times is try and communicate with me through my um, dreams. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I would actually have open vision um, I would say starting at the age of five. Wow. And so um, one of the first open visions that I had, I thought it was a little bit too big and too much for me to really understand, but my mother um, would make sure that we would read the Bible and try you know, to understand on our level. But one of the open visions that I had was um, there was this lake of fire and there were people in there, you know, making grunting and grinding sounds like they were actually like moshing at the sea. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the, the sky roll up like a scroll and the stars were falling. And I saw a giant walking back and forth through 
you know, the lake of fire, or it really looked more like lava. Mm -hmm. It really looked like flames. And and I um, came out of it, but I used to be terrified to sleep. Wow. Ever since that happened <laughs> for many years, I couldn't go to the um, the bathroom by myself or anything. I was just a mess. Oh my goodness! At that age, so, I can just imagine. Yeah, and then um, I couldn't tell anybody because I felt like it was crazy. I didn't really understand it, but I knew that that something was a little off. Wow! <laughs> but. Um, then I would sleep and always dream of like literally flying. Um, I would fly everywhere all the time when I would dream. I would fall asleep and then I end up flying from here to there. And um, it didn't dawn on me until almost 25 to 30 years later that I had a gift. I didn't realize all this time, all of the dreams, knowing when people would die, knowing when someone's pregnant or knowing when um, danger was coming or um, seeing different entities coming in and out or sensing when something um, is getting ready to happen and smells and scents and touches in the nights. I didn't know that that was a gift. I thought that I had paranoid schizophrenia or something oh, like that, but I realized, I realized after um, meeting um, a seer actually in, and this is pretty late now, I'm going to tell you 2016. Mm -hmm. I met a seer at my job and she, she told me she sees something um, very powerful in me. And she said she knows of this um, apostle that can um, help me and help train me up in the gift of the prophetic. So, so, so to explain for, for, for those that do not understand um, what or who is a seer? A seer is someone who's able to see in the spirit realm. They're, they're like considered um, on one, one level a watchman, but just someone who is able to see just like you and I, how I can look at a person and see them. They're able to see in the spiritual realm. It's it's a great gift. It's it's a, another level of prophecy. Okay, so it's another level of prophecy. So this seer saw that you had prophetic, um, a prophetic gift, and um, yes. I, I and, and you know you made a good point because the you know she I, I you said it was a she correct? Yeah. Yes. So she realized that you needed um, almost like a mentor. So, so what happened once you, once you connected with the, I think you um, called this person an apostle. So I knew I had a gift for healing, but I didn't really know the whole, you know, the whole bit of it about the person. Yes. So what he did was tied in the type of office because I know I'm getting really deep. It's it's really hard. No, no, it's <laughs> interesting. And the reason why I, I I'm saying it's interesting because it's not talked about um, very often. I think when when it's not being spoken about, it's dulled. You know, it becomes a mystery. Yes, it it does. And over the years, I've I've met and worked alongside some of the greatest men and women in the ministry, it was like anytime I linked up with the ministry, I was always pressed to the front and I didn't know why. I didn't know that 
um, I was considered to have an anointing. I didn't really understand um, how many gifts I did have. But um, <clears throat> this particular apostle let me know that I had many gifts, and he was um, to sharpen me in the prophetic. But it wasn't until I met one of the most powerful prophets I've ever known. Um, she she was the woman that really helped push me to the next level. Mm -hmm. And she um, she put me on an assignment to run her uh, prayer and accessory line. Wow. Um, she knew a lot of seasoned um, prophets. I don't want to call it mm -hmm. names or any pastors. But she assigned me, and I said she didn't really know me well. But um, I prayed every day um, for one hour and sometimes an hour and a half every single day, seven days a week for two years on a prayer line. Wow. And um, it was really good because God really moved and he developed um, my public speaking ability. And um, it really helped me at work and in other areas of our lives. So um, one of the greatest benefits with, with having giftings from God He'll let it spill over to your common day living mm -hmm. and help you benefit. He'll advance you where you know where you don't have credentials or where you don't have experience. He'll accelerate you and he'll he'll push you forward and he'll ready you, you know, if you're just willing to say yes. Yeah. So all of the running, um, it it really put um, a blockage or a, it slowed down. You know, um, my finances, my happiness, and everything. But if I would have just surrendered, mm -hmm. I could have been much further than I am. Wow, that is that is such a a bold statement there um, about if you had just surrendered, you'd have been farther along. But I also heard you earlier on um, when we started, Lady Rain, about you know working with the homeless, working with, you know, it sounds like you're 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 doing a lot of different things. Like there there are different missions that you are on. Um, so apart from edifying people through your prophetic skills, what else? What else are you doing? What else is going on out there? Um, right now, I'm I'm working with the homeless community, and it's it's through my um, my position at work, and I work as an outreach prevention coordinator, and so we help individuals to uh, prevent from catching STIs and HIV, and one of our targeted populations will be the homeless. Usually, the homeless are susceptible to testing. And so um, I have a, a twofold mission when I'm out there. It's um, making them aware of HIV and, and STIs, testing them, and also um, having them, you know, come. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, I've run into um, many different types of homeless people I've had. Um, some homeless people who really never tapped into God, some that know the Lord. I think mental health out there is very prevalent. Um, but I think primarily people want to feel liberated. They don't want to be enslaved in a system. I often hear them say that they um, want to keep their own money and have a choice of how they spend Really? Or... Um, if you have um, something like bipolar or schizophrenia, 
there is um, money available for you out there. You can you can live a certain way. You can get money from that. It's considered a mental illness, and you can get benefits. Is there a strong drug use out there, or is that like a different community of homeless people that doing the same thing, or they're just on drugs and that's it? It's different. Um, you have the habitual homeless. Some people have been homeless for 20 years plus. And then you have a new generation that, that are coming out into the streets because of mm. drug use, because of um, um, this new mess is, is really tearing these kids apart. Mm. Despite. So these two particular drugs, it, it makes them lose gaps of time. So they don't know how violent they're being during those blackouts. They don't know how disruptive they're being, you know, so they steal for the habit. They, they're very violent. And so it's a separation. So you have some of the, um, the people that have made being homeless a lifestyle, they're, they're looking for ways to get off of the streets now. What would you recommend for those of us that are outside looking in? I, I think if, if you're not um, operating from a love standpoint, you're, you're really mm. your time. Because sometimes if you come to them with, with just love, sincere, and you communicate with them, you, you ignore the smell, you ignore um, the shifty eyes, you know, because some of them are high, some of them are broken, some of them just smell, some of them have mental illness, and some of them just mm. break. You know, so if you just come out there with love and think, what what can I do? What can I give them that I would want for myself? And give them a, a listening ear. Or come with um, underwear and um, hygiene kits. You know, they can never get enough of those. And they always need it. And something, you know, a, you know, a snack bag for the day and, you know, something to hydrate their bodies. They can always use that, but if you come with something, just like with anyone else, they would they would want to um, talk to you. Most homeless people may feel invisible, especially if you know, because people tend to try to avoid. Um, and and yes, I expect that mm -hmm. there's a level of care that people need to take because, as you say, there's a there are some environments that may be safe and some that are not. So. Um, but yes, approaching it with love and, of course, don't go on your own. Well, Lady Rain, what else is going on with in your life as we close out? Um, do you have any other singles coming out? What are your What are your future plans? All right, so um, I'm going to take a day or two just to rest. <laughs> Rest is important. It is, it is, it is. Yes. And first things first. And then I'm, I know. And then I'm going to take the other seven days and record. I got an offer to um, do free recording for the rest of my project in the studio. So I'm just going to spend that time recording. Wow. So when you say recording and studio, just want to make it clear. You're talking about music, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. And I'm glad you made that point because um, this year has been really weird. I've been on interviews for HIV, and then um, we're going to start a new personality called um, mm -hmm. Prevention for um, 
for YouTube. And so I've been nominated kicking and wow. to do that. So I'll be recording for that soon. Sometime this month, we don't have a date yet, but it's going to, and then um, my music, of course, which is, which is one of my, my major loves. I have six. So Lady Rain is if there is, if there is anything that you would like our audience to know, either about your music or um, your your gift um, or gifts, or anything about the homeless, what what it is that you would leave our audience with, something for them to really ponder. I would say that um, no one was um, born without a purpose. And if you just stop being so hard on yourself and give yourself a break, you can look and see that there's something that you've been doing all along and you've been doing it well that someone else can benefit from besides yourself. And so look in, in this season and see what that is with all of the quarantine and the, the slowing down of, of going here and there. It's a time to um, look at yourself in the mirror and see what it is that you're working with. So um, I would encourage you know you to do that. Don't be afraid of yourself. Don't be afraid of your um, of your victories because I think that most people are afraid of their victories more than their failures. But it's a win. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Lady Rain. You've you know definitely more than just music from you. And as we close out with a little bit more from that is Pearl. I want to definitely echo your challenge to everyone as well. Thank you, Lady Rain. Have a good night. you for joining us in the circle follow our podcast for more real life real talk you can also find us on facebook at in the circle podcast